0: In this bulletin, Iran carries out its first execution of a protester, a U.S. basketball star freed in a prisoner swap with Russia. And in sports, FIFA refuses to address the death of a Filipino worker during the World Cup in Qatar. All the latest from the SBS newsroom. I am Omo Bilou. A man has been executed in Iran for taking part in protests related to the death of Masa Amini. He was convicted of injuring a security guard with a knife. Amnesty International says at least 28 people, including three children, could face execution in connection with the protests, and at least six people have already been sentenced to death in what the organization has described as sham trials. Iran has repeatedly blamed the protests on foreign influence. United States basketball star Brittany Griner has been released from a Russian prison as part of a prisoner swap with Russia. Ms. Griner was arrested in February at Moscow airport after she was found to be possessing cannabis oil. She was traded in exchange for Russian citizen Victor Baut, a former arms dealer at Abu Dhabi Airport in the United Arab Emirates. U.S. President Joe Biden says he's pleased about the outcome. She's safe. She's on a plane. She's on her way home. After months of being unjustly detained in Russia, held under intolerable circumstances, Brittany will soon be back in the arms of her loved ones, and, uh, and she should have been there all along. Europe's passport-free travel zone is set to welcome Croatia into its fold, but Romania and Bulgaria have been told to wait a little longer. Croatia, Bulgaria and Romania are all EU members but were not immediately included in the Schengen agreement out of concern that their security apparatus was not up to date with the rest of the union and would cause security issues for other member states. The decision has come during a meeting of EU interior ministers in Brussels where the member countries voted on whether to admit the three countries into the Schengen zone, a treaty to eliminate border checks. Croatia received unanimous support from the 26 Schengen member states. Czech Interior Minister Vit Rakusan, whose country is part of the zone, says he's pleased to see it expanding. It has been from the very beginning of our presidency our one of our highest, biggest priorities and we are glad that after a long, long time we can speak about Schengen enlargement. Croatia really has done everything for being in Schengen, and we are sure this message is very positive for all EU citizens. The federal government's plan to cap coal prices to help reduce energy bills will be at the center of a meeting between the nation's leaders today. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, who is still in isolation with COVID-19, will meet virtually with the national cabinet premiers and chief ministers to discuss how to reduce energy costs for households. Energy Minister Chris Bowen yesterday announced that his state and territory counterparts had agreed to a capacity mechanism based on renewable energy. New South Wales Energy Minister Matt Keane says his state does not need compensation for lost coal royalties due to the coal cap, but needs financial assistance for families and businesses. The Victorian Labour Party has equaled the total number of seats it won at the state election four years ago and may even win another. Final preference distributions have led to a Labour victory in the seats of Pakenham in Melbourne's east. Labour has now claimed 55 seats, with the result of bars in Melbourne's east to be revealed today. The Labour candidate there is currently ahead of Liberal contender by just 200 votes. In Qatar, on the margins of the World Cup, local authorities are investigating the reported death of a Filipino man. According to Qatari authorities, the man was walking at a resort used by the Saudi national team during the group stage of a competition. When asked about the incident on Thursday, FIFA Secretary General Fatma Samura, who was a guest at a FIFA Masters conference, said she didn't think the question was appropriate. Well, I think we are here for the conference. If you want to elaborate on the conference, I'm ready. If it is about anything else, I'm sorry. We've already elaborated long long interventions and messages on what we are doing with qatar i don't think that's appropriate when people are coming here to learn things that we are talking about things that we have already discussed months and months and months Time and time again. Sorry. Qatar's World Cup organizers say three work-related deaths and 37 non-work-related deaths have occurred on World Cup-related projects, but these figures are contested. The Guardian reported last year that at least 6,500 migrant workers, many of them working on World Cup projects, had died in Qatar since it won the right to stage the World Cup. I'm Omar Bello, and that's all the latest from the SBS newsroom.